Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. And today on this episode, there's an interview I think that you will enjoy to hear. Temple of Geek had the opportunity to sit down with Rachel Smythe, the creator of the comic Lore Olympus, found on Webtoon. Rachel describes herself as a small, angry woman from New Zealand who is a self-proclaimed folklorist and specializes in digital storytelling. She also likes coffee, snacks, and podcasts. Who doesn't? Lore Olympus is available on webtoons.com and is released every Sunday. Alexandra, the host of our very own Cause Life Hack podcast, and Lacey better known as Damsel Cosplay, sat down with Rachel during Los Angeles Comic-Con to learn more about her. Here's that interview. Hi, Rachel. It's great Hi. to meet you. It's great to meet you. Um, I'm Lacey. This is Alexandra. Lovely Hello. to meet you. Um, I've been reading Laura Olympus for a year or so. So quite some time. A, a while, yes. I've been following the story. I fell in love with it. From the art style, I think I start, I was seeing photos on Tumblr and oh, yes. love me some Tumblr. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Alexandra started reading recently. Yesterday morning because yep. Lacey Obviously introduced yeah. like power read from Yeah, I'm like at 30-something. 30, 30 yeah. So I've gotten some good juicy details so far and I love it. I just, it's, it's crack. Yeah, you've been pretty well, pretty well hooked. Um, but welcome to LA Comic Con. Um, Thank you. So you did you get a chance to explore the con at all outside of signings? Um, so I've gone and cruised the artist alley and partaken in the cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been yeah good. Like I'll have a bit of, I'll have more of a look around today. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Definitely don't judge our cuisine in LA and SoCal on the convention food. I the stuff I brought right around the convention. I promise I won't. Perfect. Like mainly I've just been drinking coffee, so. A mood. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's how my weekends often go. Yes. Okay, well. <laughs> Sorry, jumping in. Um, so the abduction of Persephone is a very well known story um, to mythology buffs or fans of the Greeks in general. Um, what was your inspiration for the romantic retelling angle, the modern AU? Well, uh, so as you know, there's like lots of different versions of the myth. So there's not just a one. So I often see people arguing about the one myth. And I'm like, there's not just a one myth. Um, I mean, if you get any like classical story, and get like five different people to explain it to you, it's gonna be a little different. Um, and I think what's really important in especially adapting uh, mythology from any culture is to like look at the actual culture that developed the mythology. So if you're, if you're reading a Greek myth, there are going to be things in there that will not make sense to you because there's no context. So it really helps to go back and like research ancient Greek life and it really enriches it. So, a lot of people base their knowledge off uh, the work by the poet Ovid, who was a Roman writer, and he was a bit of an edgelord of the time. So you'll find that that's like the most, I'm gonna say problematic one, where people are like, how could you romanticize this? It's very problematic. But I'm like, he was problematic. That was his thing, like, that, you know. Edgelord Ovid. He was an edge. Yeah, he was an edgelord, and that was his thing. And he was like, I'm going to write a very edgy book and make everyone all hot under the collar. And that was his thing. Um, so my thing was, 
in a lot of other areas of uh, Greece at the time, like you would worship gods in different ways. So obviously, if you lived in Athens, your priorities were going to be very different if you lived on a farm somewhere else. So in some places, uh, uh, Aphrodite and Persephone were like the best goddesses, and those they were worshipped. Uh, I have to credit like uh, Ryan from the. Greek history podcasts a lot with this because I get a lot of my information from him so shout out to him cool. but um, if you're in like one of these uh, further areas uh, you'd look at uh, Persephone and Hades and they're actually worshipped as uh, uh, marriage deities and it was like less about the kidnapping and more about like their union and their union having to do with uh, them getting you know basically more food it's very food driven they're like yeah there's all the bounty that we receive like you often see Hades with like painted with a big cornucopia with a bounty coming out of it so you know it's all it's all you know it varies in the region so and they're often referred to as uh, the divine marriage and so that was like the angle that I wanted to go from when I was writing the story like more of a this is how life functioned at that time rather than you know, this far out myth where he like drags her off something, uh-huh. yeah. Cool. Um, what's your background with like folklore and mythology? Because you mentioned the podcast, um, but it sounds like you've got a fair amount of oh, uh, familiarity. Yeah. I'd like to, I'm like a self proclaimed folklorist, uh, but I haven't studied it or anything in the sense that I haven't like gone to school and studied it, but I mean, obviously. Uh, doing these comics is like my day job so research is a very important component so you know I study it in my free time um, I've always like I've, I've always been a big reader my family they're big readers um, we've always been into like Terry Pratchett Neil Gaiman all of yeah. that stuff and it's just kind of the base at my home like it's just what I understand what to do um, I we have like all these really thick volumes of like Grimm's fairy tales and stuff where there's like millions of different versions of each story like yeah. we get all these secondhand books and things and like go through them and look at all the different varying information that we can get so it's just uh, something I grew up with mm-hmm. like I can't even say how it happened it was just there always as a constant and it just comes to me naturally yeah I read a lot of mythology books in the library growing up. I lived oh, there. Yes, I love those like ones from the seventies that are a bit wackadoo. <laughs> like at this stage, I'm really fascinated with um, who's giving us the translation. Yeah. Like who did it come from? Because there's me. Like there was a few books that I read through when I was researching Hades and Persephone, and they kind of like they seem legit, right? And you realise that they were written in like the fifties. And you're like, so it's like not really a translation of anything. So a lot of people like cite them as like source material. And it's really interesting. I'm like, when do we stop citing things as source material? Like when does it become a fanfic? Like essentially what I'm doing is a fanfic. Like maybe in like a billion years from now, like human (laughs) beings will be like, look at this very technical resource called Laura Limpers. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, how far back do we need to go? Um, and also translations change so like depending on who does them so there was like recently a publication of the Odyssey that was translated by a woman yeah and it was really? so good have you, have you had a chance to read I've it? read some of it oh, it's yeah. excellent yeah really really good 
um, and there's like a whole chapter in the beginning like going over like, the history that. of translation. <laughs> it's deeply fascinating. And like even again with like any Greek mythology book, like if you know Ovid's book is in my local bookshop and I see like a new print of it, I'll make a beeline and like <laughs> flick to see what sort of language they use in the update. Because uh-huh. it's just like, you know, language changes so much. Like yeah. like uh because um, the word rape is used, and that a lot of the time just means to kidnap. Interesting yeah. distinction. Yeah, and like sometimes it does mean rape, rape, and sometimes it just means rape, kidnap. So it's very confusing for people, and that's where a lot of the controversy comes from. Mm-hmm. But you'll see like a lot of beautiful paintings of Eros and Psyche, who are like quite a positive couple to a lot of people, and they're like beautiful, and they look like two intertwined beautiful angels who are like nude and under it will say like the rape of psyche and it's like clearly that's not what's happening in the picture but it just means the kidnapping of psyche Hmm. like this is all very debatable though yeah seems like you have to go back through like 10 15 plus like layers of filters like yeah. to get back to the original which is all about the storytelling yeah. so it's like playing telephone through hundreds of years of history yes. and bias yes and definitely filters of like the era like you said the 50s which is totally a different era yeah. and a lot of aspects that yeah. like now so mm-hmm. it might be interesting to see in a hundred years what people look back yeah and think it, ma- it makes for an interesting conversation like I hate debating about it like I'm like let's just talk about it because I don't think anyone has a hard right about it it's, it's oh, yeah. very like yeah, there's open-ended. No, it's yeah. definitely fascinating. I'm like, were you there? <laughs> well, then <laughs> if you were there, cool. Then you're yeah. not a primary source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what can you do? Are there any other mythologies that interest you? I know there's some. They're all a bunch of like crazy ones out there. Like the Aztec one always comes to mind about how ridiculous they are. Is there anyone that interests you about writing? Uh, I am from New Zealand, so uh, anything uh, Maori legends—they're oh. very good. Um, Norse mythology, also very good, very funny, very wacky, just like the Greeks, so that's good. Um, what else? Of course, Egyptian. Like, I don't know those mythologies as well as I know Greek mythology. And again, I'm very interested in, like, Grimm's and folk tales and things like that, but they are slightly different. Yeah. yeah. Norse mythology is another one that has no primary source anymore. Yeah, they've got no dogma. Yeah. Like, they don't have a wiki where they're like, right into the wiki. Yeah. Because there are so many arguments over what is right in Greek mythology. And I'm like, you guys realize that it's a really long span of time and it was a really big place and they were picking up, like, because of course the yeah. Greeks are coming in, they're picking up religions from previous people that they're taking over, bringing them in. That's why Dionysus is really freaking confusing. Like, he's got <laughs> several different versions and he's like late to the pantheon uh, I think <laughs> shows up 15 like, minutes late with wine to the pantheon there's, yeah there's versions of Persephone where she's actually like you know basically like mother Gaia oh wow you know uh, and when a culture gets uh, I'm just going to say taken over because I can't think of a better absorbed word. absorbed generally like they'll take those gods and like edit them for the, the new people like mm-hmm. the, same, the same things happened with like the Romans who came in and we were like we're taking your pantheon making some updates don't worry there's still the same don't worry like but for example like Ares the goddess uh, sorry the god of war uh, he's not particularly favoured in Greek mythology they're not in, they're not into him but like the Romans who call him Mars were very much into him in a very big way mm-hmm. they were like yes very conquesty people <laughs> yes yeah. for sure 
so you mentioned writing Lore Olympus is now your day job. That transit, like, I think you posted about that becoming real, whole, like, your main focus earlier this year, or... I probably did. That sounds like something I would do. <laughs> What's that transition been like? Okay. Um, I When I first started, so I have I had, like, quite a solid uh, graphic design career, and I was like, this is my career, but I'm also making this comic, which keeps growing on the side, and I don't really know what to do, and both things, both things are, like, taking up more space in my life. Uh and I was not in the beginning I wasn't sure what to do because obviously like your career path like you do things to make your career path look good on your uh, resume you're like this all looks good and it makes sense you wouldn't go do something totally random and then come back preferably so uh, doing a comic suddenly doesn't really make sense for my career path uh, like no yeah <laughs> Where like, I mean, fit? obviously, like, it makes sense now, but um, I was like, if you want to do this comic full-time, you have to do a really good job. Like, it's either go big or go home. Like, because I'm no longer in my 20s. Like, the splashing around time, like, working out <laughs> what you want to do is over. And I was like, you just have to do a really good job or, like, a semi-good job and, like, keep your current job. And... In the end, it sort of got to a certain level where I was like, okay, um, it's, it's, it's plateauing out and, well, sorry, that's going really well and I think uh, on Webtoon there's like a top 10 thing and once I was in, in the top 10 for like a consecutive couple of months, I was like, okay, this is good, it's solid, it's sustainable, but in the beginning you don't know how popular it's going to be Yeah. and then when I was able to work full time on it, obviously I was able to like grow it even more and become even more popular with the effort I was able to put in and obviously it's good to have extra time to work on writing like the writing component component of it is very important yeah yeah like so you update pretty much every week yes um is it challenging keeping up that like, publication schedule oh yes it is um it's very difficult but it's very rewarding and also it's like not for not forever yeah. so there is yeah. like a light at the end of the tunnel um, and also like to keep it in mind it would not be as successful if it wasn't updated on that schedule that's what you know makes it have like don't, that momentum is very very important to the business model well I think anyway mm-hmm. um, and you kind of get used to it you get used to it and also as you go on you're like able to like hire assistants and stuff yeah and you know get a little bit more help and you learn a little bit more to speed up like I'm not a very practical artist so I do lots of stuff that's like not really necessary like I'm like oh sparkles <laughs> the, the, cha- the ep- episode where you discovered the glitter brushes you're like oh. I'm, ne- I'm never putting these down yeah that was great I know that episode <laughs> I was like yes glitter everything and like I, I love them everyone's there's gonna be like oh <laughs> What's that thing where all your friends come and tell you to stop doing something? An intervention? And, yeah, they're over the glitter brush. A glitter intervention. They'll be like, your glitter brush is ruining my life and it's ruining our friendship. Please stop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you definitely tackle a bunch of what I would say like complicated, like large, almost controversial topics in your comics, which I really appreciate because it 
brings a sort of realism yes. to it. What sort of feedback have you gotten? Not to give like spoilers or, uh, away, but like I've already reached the point where she's met Apollo, and so yes. like that storyline definitely resonated with me. What was the reaction from fans and other people? Uh, do you mean like so? If you um, what chapter are you up to? I'm in the 30s, so oh, okay, so we're the, right, right after the selfie. Okay, right. Um, uh, yeah, that one. Uh, that that move. Um, <laughs> so it's a difficult question. I'm just taking a moment to get to totally fine. It's a difficult subject. Um, for me personally, I wanted to be helpful. Like, I was like, I know that some people will be uncomfortable with this and some people will not like it. But a great deal of people do, and I know because they emailed me. And it's a lot of people. It is a horrific amount of young women. Um, it's really, really, uh, it's awful, the volume of it. Like, I feel for these people so badly. Uh, but, yeah, when I went to, like, prior to doing this, I was like, I really want to do something important. I want to make a difference somehow. And it really bothers me how like sexual assault is like done in TV. It really bothers me. Oh, and it's always like really like and it's not helpful to young people. It doesn't like create a discussion. Like and I'm not trying to like, you know, give shade or anything like that. But you know, that sort of thing is really complicated and it's often somebody that you know it's not like a scary man in a park who like jumps out kind of thing uh, and the other thing oh what was it sorry I've lost my train of thought um, but yeah I just wanted to do something that would be useful um, that provides a grey area uh, so my story is not similar to Persephone's story I have a different thing that happened to me. And for a very long time, the thing that happened to me, I was like, it's not a thing. I was like, you don't, like, don't think about it. Just put it away. You don't, like, it's not a thing. And then I heard someone else talk about it in a podcast. And it was really similar, what happened to us. And I was like, I feel so much better knowing that it can be a thing. And now I can, like, grieve through it. And I was like, if I could do that thing and this like for this sort of thing that would be great sorry I'm using the word thing a lot because yeah <laughs> nope. like placeholder but I was like I just want to be useful yeah it, it definitely resonated and I think you did what you were going out to accomplish because there's this feeling of not being alone and yeah. seeing it's not just this black and white thing that's always on the media it's either this or this no yeah. it's this wide swath of grey area yeah and I didn't want it to be gratuitous like I was like I wanted to be like something yeah, very great area. And also the other thing is it's like not a story about... Because often that sexual assault of women or any violence against women often in stories is used as a way to help male characters grow. And I'm like, no, into yeah. it. And, and like, bless people who are like, Hades is going to be so mad and just kind of punching people. And I'm like, it's more a story about like uh, Persephone gaining strength and like how the people around them in the community re react and you know the processes and like all that sort of thing so it's a, it's a her plot line rather than a you know like Hades will help her but it won't be in like a smash violent way mm -hmm. yeah not to do spoilers but that is the truth yeah yeah um the I just I have so many thoughts but I can't share them because you're not there yet 
<laughs> you'll, you'll get but there. But we do want to ask about the um, animated series that's coming out. Yes. Yeah. So I, we were super, I was, and then you were I am. yesterday. Yes. Um, <laughs> super hyped to see that announcement. Um, so is there anything you can share with us about that? Any well, involvement that you'll have? I'm super excited to talk about how... Uh, Webtoon is partnering with Jim Henson Company to create an original series of Laura Olympus. Um, I will be working closely with them on the process. I'm very excited about that. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the idea of uh, Hades and Persephone and all the other characters being brought to life. Um, we don't have very many details as of yet. But when I do have them, I will let everyone know in a very big way because I'm very excited. I'm sure. When did you find out? Oh, like a couple of days ago. So when, oh. when we all did? Yeah, like at the same time. Oh my yeah, gosh. Well, like I've known, like, I mean, obviously I've been part of the process, but I kind of don't. Uh, like you, no, you, you no. Know, yeah, you know how there's like deals happening for you in your life, but you're like, it's not done until it's signed. Like us yesterday, yeah. putting together questions and finding out in the evening that we were actually, in fact, going to get to interview you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in case, in case this happens, we're gonna do a write up. Yeah. Don't say anything yet. Okay. Now we know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, it's gonna be so. Yeah. No, it's gonna be super fun. Looking forward to it. I'm excited. Yeah. Did they set a release date for that? A rough timeage? Do they have any like any production ooh, or timeline? I don't or have anything? any details as of yet. My my big question is, I love your style. Like I hands down love it. It just speaks to me definitely. I'm very stylized. Are you? You're going to be part of the, the creative process. Are you hoping that that'll keep very stylized and kind of keep with that thread? Yeah, the they they are very. Uh, what I do know is they're very interested in like maintaining the style. Perfect. So they're like, will be edits to adapt for animation, of course. Like, if I have like a really uh, detailed character, obviously, like they probably can't be that detailed yeah. if they're like in the comic a lot. But um, yeah, I, from what I understand, they want to stay true to the style as much as they possibly can. I definitely have one little silly question that I just thought of. So obviously you're very invested in the main the main couple, but who's your favorite like not main character? If you uh, can share not main character or not main couple? Not main couple. Uh, my favorite not main couple. It's a hard one because I like them all a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a toss up between. Oh, I don't know, because I really <laughs> I like them all. So I just figured I'd throw it down, uh, but I know. Okay, I'm going to say Athena and Hestia. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, like, being badly bad. <laughs> they're like, we're not together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's fun. That's super fun to write. Yeah. Nice. You also mentioned, I think, that we're going to see even more gods. Are there any, like, I think you mentioned Hephaestus yes. was going to make an appearance. Are there any that you're particularly excited to introduce the readers too. Um. So I don't think. So, oh, okay. I don't think it's yeah. a spoiler to say that. Uh, I I kind of think like most of the main gods in the pantheon will be introduced into the comic because it will be a, you know a missed opportunity not to have them of course. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, do you guys are you guys on fast pass? I am. I'm going to be. Okay. I'm about to sign uh, up. I just introduced like Ares. Yes. And uh, he, I was very excited for Ares. Ares is one of my favorite characters. Okay. Uh, I'm probably. Yeah, I think I'll leave it at that because I don't want to get too far into it. But you know, since you know you guys have read Fast Pass, he, he was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite. 
I'm looking forward to more of that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think our time is up. Yeah. We're a little over. Thank you so much for no interviewing problem. with us. It's um, a pleasure. Taking the time so we can post this on Temple of Geek. I yes. definitely appreciate it. <laughs> we're in a very grape, grapey looking balloon system, so we're touching them. Um, yeah. I feel like a little like ladybug. Yeah. yeah. Do, you have, do you have any last words? Sorry. Well, uh, where can where can we find you? Um, yeah. You can if, find me on Instagram under use band aid and also on Twinder, <laughs> tw uh, Twinder, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter and Tumblr, uh, Twitter under use band aid as well, which is my age lord name from when I was nineteen. Sorry, I can't judge it now. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. it. Yeah, thank you so thanks much. so much. No problem. Thank you. You can check out Laura Olympus on webtoons.com. The link will be in the show notes. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook by using the handle Temple of Geek. We like to hear from you guys. And if you don't like using social media, you can also hit us up on our email at info at Also, check out our website, templeofgeek.com. There you'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. I've been Daniel. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com, your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.